Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we are doing a fresh hot assumption. Do, do, do. We don't have an assumption jingle, but yes, it's fresh and hot <laughs> like buttered popcorn. Yes, we have recently seen the very new, just came out, The Batman. The Batman. Cue the big block text title. Yeah, the big block text title. So this is our assumption, which is a review, and um, we got like about an hour to fill, so we're going to spoil stuff. So it is a spoiler review. Yeah, we'll be talking about points throughout the whole movie. So if you haven't seen it, how did you not? It made so much money. <laughs> who who was going to see it? Were people going to see it more than once? I don't know how. Who has that much time? <laughs> but The Batman is the latest Batman movie. There's yep. been so many so Batman many. movies from D.C., it is actually uh, not part of the DC universe that has been happening. It's not part of the extended universe. It's its, its own, like, thing. Kind of like the Nolan Batmans were. Those yeah. were never officially DCU. Those were right. just, here's my take on Batman. So this is a sub, uh, it's one of the other Earths that they have. I guess they have Earth 1 and 2 and whatever. <laughs> yep. So um, they're putting it over there. But it's not just like a one-off thing. Like, it seems like that Joker was kind of a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually, they're kind of, it seems like they set this up to lead to other stuff. And we know that on TV, they're going to be doing other things. Yes. In this version of the Batman universe. So it's directed by Matt Reeves and written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. Uh, Matt Reeves known for... Before this, the most popular franchise, he did a bunch of the reboots for the Planet of the Apes series, like Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Uh, but for me, what I would recommend, if you like Matt Reeves, what he did with the Batman, go watch Let Me In, which is an American Americanized version of a Swedish vampire movie called Let the Right One In. Both are excellent, and Matt Reeves did a good job of bringing it to American audiences. Mm-hmm. So this is the controversial casting, I guess. Of Robert Pattinson? Yes. Robert Pattinson? <laughs> I love that they got... That was his, like, tabloid nickname, but yes. Playing uh, Bruce Wayne in The Batman. Um, also in it, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Catwoman. Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant James Gordon. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano as the Riddler. John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Andy Serkis as Alfred. Peter Sarsgaard. Is Agent uh, Coulson? But no, attorney, he's district attorney Colson. He's Uh-oh. not Agent Colson. That's I from the other. <laughs> that's great. That's <laughs> hilarious. It's a funny joke. I thought you meant it as a joke. No, I was. Oh, okay. That's in my brain. Is just every time I see the name Colson, it's now that's Agent funny. Colson. And then various other folks as well. Um, but those are the main hitters. So what we like to do is we kind of like to sort of use the structure of the movie to go through it, but we'd be here for three hours if we really did that. So <laughs> we might jump around here and there in a little bit, be a little more loosey-goosey with it. It's just me and Mikey. This would be, have been a good roundtable, and Brad's going to be mad because I'm saying be loosey-goosey, and he always wants to be loosey-goosey, and I always restrict <laughs> him. But there's a lot going on in this movie. Overall, 
Mikey, where do you want to begin? You just wanted to talk about kind of how it starts and the initial feel of it? Yeah, yeah. I'll start with a loosey-goosey, and then because we'll get into it, but uh, you just mentioned Robert Pattinson was sort of controversial on the right. internet being announced. Mm -hmm. Off the dome, sort of broad thumbs up, thumbs down for Robert Pattinson? I thought he was great. There you go. Um, uh, I thought he was great, especially when he was Batman. There you go. I liked him in the suit. Mm -hmm. uh, it worked really well. At first, I didn't like what was going on with Bruce Wayne until I really kind of settled down and thought about this movie a lot. I kind of read a lot of the synopses and, and not so much the reviews, but the kind of breakdowns people do yep. of what was going on in the movie because I, I really wanted to kind of watch it a second time, but it's so long. I didn't want to watch it a second time. <laughs> so I just read stuff about it. And seeing what they're, you kind of started to get a feel for what Matt Reeves was trying to do here. Yes. So initially, I didn't like his portrayal of Bruce Wayne. But then when I kind of thought about it and figured out what he was trying to do here, mm -hmm. it made a lot more sense. He so, does have more of an emo-looking vibe for a Batman. Yeah. He's got the, the dark eye shadow. You know, mm -hmm. looks like he could have been a member of My Chemical Romance or something. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm with you. I thought he was great. I think the controversy came from him being a sparkly vampire in Twilight. Yeah. But if you go look at his career, he did a movie called Good Time and The Lighthouse. Like, dude's legit if you give him something to chew on. Mm -hmm. And he definitely chews on Batman in this movie. Mm -hmm. Well, he was a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> he was the coolest one. He held his wand like a gun. <laughs> but no, this is, we're it's Batman. This is Gotham City. Everybody knows Gotham City. You should by now. It's like, it's this same city that the crow hangs out in, or it's just the New York, but only the bad version of New York. Yeah. It's raining all the time. It's mm -hmm. dark all the time. Seems like it's Halloween all the time. This movie opens up on Halloween, and we open up with a murder and Batman being a detective? Yeah, you know what's interesting? This wasn't New York at all. They, they filmed it in Chicago and in Scotland mm -hmm. and some other some other places, too. It was like a, an amalgam of different uh, places just based on, I guess, they looked for the best place. So kind of location shooting, which is interesting. Yep. And it, it gives it a real interesting feel because it feels... It feels very real. Mm -hmm. It's not a you know a Tim Burton set that was ma <laughs> yeah. made. No offense to these other Batmans, but I'm, yep. I I I don't want to compare it too much to the other Batmans. But I mean that's gonna creep in here and there. But yes. a, as far as I think it's better to look at the source material, which is the comics. Yeah. And there's some very specific comics that Matt Reeves was pulling from, mm -hmm. very specific series, I guess I should say. I mean, yeah, Batman comics do it. No, but there's different series of, of Batman comics. And also, too, I guess the the very popular Batman video games, the Arkham video games. So good. Um, that they pulled a lot of inspiration from those as well. And the Gotham in this kind of harkens to the open world Gotham you can run around with in that in the game. Very much so. It's very... It has that same kind of feel. And those, of course, pull from the comics. And what's interesting here is we can kind of get into a little bit of the discussion of how we've talked about this a million times on the podcast, that sometimes people get upset the way stuff is in certain versions, comics less than stuff like Star Wars, but there's no definitive continuity in any comic books. There's always new writers coming in, and they always are constantly rebooting it. There you go. So there's different versions of Batman. There's different versions of what's happened in his life. 
Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. All through different series. So you, there's so much source material to pull from, threads to pull at, and stuff to add in here, and that's kind of what they did. But in a way, like you were saying, like Gotham is not necessarily just New York in mm-hmm. this one. They're pulling from a whole bunch of different yeah. crime-riddled cities. Mm-hmm. This isn't just one comic book storyline that they follow. They're pulling from a whole bunch of them and doing a really good job of mishmashing them. And then only because you just said it, I found out this, uh, I guess, Easter egg tidbit, and I I have to share because I know you'll appreciate it, but you mentioned Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinematographer for this movie, the DP, is a guy named Craig Frazier, mm-hmm. who did Rogue One. Yeah. And if you look at the colors of Rogue One and the reveal of Darth Vader at the end and, mm-hmm. like, coming out of shadows and really cool, like, mm-hmm. cinematography shots, like, it's... You can see the carryover. Wait, wait, like, he did Rogue One? Yes. So the the Batman hallway scene that, only looked, li- that looked like the Darth Vader hallway scene was by the same guy. Same guy, using his same tricks, oh. but in a really beautiful, artsy way. Yeah. You see Darth Vader only first gets illuminated by his lightsaber. Yeah. It's in the third act, but Batman goes to uh, the Iceberg Club, and he fights guys in the hallway, and he's only lit by gunshots. Yes. It, that's it art really right good. there. It was really it's good. It's beautiful. It was really good. Yeah, so I thought Gotham looked great. Yeah, indeed. That's it. Um, Because it it, it seemed, I don't know how, you know, because like when you think of comic books, well, I guess it's because more modern comic books, like the Tim Burton Batman, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to, again, but I'm comparing, whatever, but I'm just saying. so many of them. The Tim Burton Batman, that like, because everything, Tim Burton's into models and stuff, and that's like his deal. Yep. Um, So that's what was in that Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. But that looks very comic book, too, because his stuff was based on those comic books from, like, way back. Yes. Because that's his generation. This one is more of, like, the comic books from, like, newer ones, the mm-hmm. 90s, 2000s, things like and the video game and stuff. So it has a very modern look and feel to it. And that 90s sort of edge, 90s sort of grungy dark. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this movie is very dark. Like, it's raining all the time. Yeah, it's very dark in many, many ways. But it, it, like just on the rain point, it reminded me not of a Batman movie, but David Fincher's Seven. Mm, yeah, it's, which I would say this this Batman is a serial killer movie. We can get into that later, but it is definitely a serial killer movie. It's a detective movie. It's the uh, the thing I liked most about it up front. I'll just say is that Batman was came out of detective comics, and he was originally supposed to be the world's greatest detective. He was supposed to be Sherlock Holmes in a bat suit. <laughs> That's it. And they played on that in this one. They, he was. This is the first time I think I've ever seen a movie Batman where he was like really sleuthing. Mm-hmm. Can you think of? I can't think of a. I mean, there's been little bits of it, but I mean, this was like the main point. That's it. I mean, he has the contact lenses that are recording like a GoPro. Yeah. You know, so he has his gadgets, but. And as for early, I think this, they say for the purposes of this movie, he's only like in his second year as Batman. Yep. That's why yep. it's Lieutenant Gordon and yeah. not Commissioner Gordon. Right. But even being so early in the game, like he's looking at things that nobody else is looking at. And he's like, has he doesn't get the answer immediately, but he usually, when he has the right answer, he's like, oh, it's this. And yeah. He's right. Yeah, I know. It's, it's real interesting. So... Yeah, we started on Halloween in Gotham City, and it's real. Uh, this this movie does a lot of hey, I know you think this is it, this, but it's not this. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's riddles within it mm-hmm. that aren't the riddler putting it. Yes, and I mean, I don't know if you were this way, but when you first see it, and someone's spying th- through uh, some windows of a wealthy apartment. Yes, and you see a dad, and you see a little kid, you know, who's getting ready to go trick or treating, dressed like a ninja or whatever. And and you're sitting there going, oh, that's little Bruce Wayne and his dad Thomas. Yeah, totally. You think totally think it's little Bruce Wayne, 
But then you come to find out, no, it's actually the mayor yep. of Gotham, the current mayor of Gotham, and he gets brutally murdered. I mean, it was like early in this movie. Yes. You're like, what is happening right right now? That was like, that was kind of shocking. I was like, dang. And to me, sets up like the whole vibe of serial killer because mm-hmm. the opening, like we're seeing through somebody else's eyes. The only clue that we get that it, we're the Riddler at that moment is the heavy breathing, mm-hmm. which could be Batman because, you yeah. know, his, his mouth is uncovered, but he has that like, oh, I just got in a fight, you know, yeah, roughness. Yeah. And then the first time we see the Riddler, because I think he's only visually in this movie for like a, th- a fourth of it, but mm-hmm. the mayor turns on the TV to watch the news and the Riddler is just in the shadows behind him, like mm-hmm. not moving. And you're like, that is the creepiest thing ever. It's very creepy. And if we're talking Riddlers, like Riddler, you think, is the guy with the question marks all yeah, over yeah. his spandex suit, played by Jim Carrey. Yeah. But no, I much like this, the crazy, like, I'm going to make you work. We're going to play a game. Like, yeah, this is Zodiac Killer, Son of Sam, direct stuff. And it's really neat because there's so many parallels through this. There, there's so many things that they that pay off. There's parallels between the Riddler and Batman and the Mayor's Son, mm-hmm. and they they keep they keep hitting those points. They keep knocking on those points Absolutely. throughout this whole movie. And there's scenes that, like the scene of the Riddler spying, pays off when later on Batman's getting creepy and spying on Selena. On Selena. So. Um, that we'll get to that, but that happens, and that pays off. And there's the Riddler's backstory, Bruce Wayne's backstory. There's parallels there, and, yep. you know, and the the mayor's son. And the, it's, I mean, it, it's really, really well done. That 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 is the thing. Uh, there are like obviously, it, you know, it's the Riddler, it's clues that that whole theme. But there are themes and so many little details that are just so smartly put in there mm-hmm. that add up to these parallels to make them show you how they're parallel rather than just being like, oh, the Riddler is this way because blah, which they kind of do at the end in case you didn't get it. But they set it up so much earlier beforehand mm-hmm. with like the, the little notebooks and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, here's an example. So this first riddle, right? The yeah. mayor's dead. And I'll go through it. Here's the spoiler for the first riddle. But the mayor's dead. He has his thumb cut off. Mm-hmm. But Batman is the detective. Notice that his thumb's cut off before he died. Mm-hmm. So that's a clue. And then, obviously, there's a letter to the Batman. He opens up the card. It's a birthday card. It's a birthday card. Or um, some kind of greeting card. Which is actually based off, you said it, but that card is similar to a card that the Zodiac Killer sent to the newspaper. So that's like a parallel there that's intentional. It's got like ciphers in it. That's it. Yeah. And the cipher leads to, Alfred tries to figure it out, and it leads to the word drive, Mm -hmm. right? Which, one word clue, but Batman's like, okay, we're looking for a car. Somebody's going on a drive. So they go to this garage park where he finds a car with shears in it. Mm-hmm. The shears are a clue to the thumb being cut off. Mm-hmm. So he sees shears cut off the thumb, thumb, thumb drive, opens up the car, finds a USB thumb drive. Yeah. Like little details like that. It's not just Batman. What's <laughs> with the mayor's thumb attached to it? That's it. A literal thumb drive. Oh my god! And it's, it's more just like what's black and red, white and red all over. It's yeah. It's way more involved than that. It's way more zodiac, and I love it. Right. So you hit on a couple things I want to go back to and dig into a little bit in go that little thing. This is good. I like how this is happening. First of all, Alfred. Ooh, Andy Circus. What did you What did you think of Alfred? Let's dig into that. Um, wonderful. I mean, yeah. He's not the prim and proper Alfred that we mm-hmm. got from, like, the animated series. Right. You know, he's not the, I'm the butler, here's your tea, oh, Master Wayne, you shouldn't hurt yourself. Which I get. 
I also don't. I also got the feeling that he's not the butler; that he was their bodyguard. Oh, oh yeah, because he has he walks with a limp, like he's a war mm-hmm. hero or something. Yeah, like and that. he and he said, and of course, I know there has been Alfred taught Batman to fight in yep. in the comics too. But he says he taught him to fight, but he also says that he failed his parents because he should have protected them. Now, why does the butler feel bad that, he, you know what I'm saying? He's a butler. Yeah, the but, Wayne should have their own security Right, detail. but the fact that he knows how to fight, he taught Batman how to fight, or Bruce Wayne how to fight, and the fact that he was felt so bad that he didn't protect them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder, because Andy Serkis looks like he could be a bodyguard. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I, it, it's almost like he just kind of became... Because he was raising Bruce Wayne, he kind of became the butler in a lot of ways. But I, I'm, just, I guess I'm getting at. I hope it is that because to me that's way cooler than just the butler. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because then you have to sit there and be like, well, why is the but? Well, the but I guess the butler served in some British war or something and learned how to fight. Yeah. But man, it's so much cooler because it adds so much more. I mean, there's so much pain in this movie. For sure. And that's kind of the point of a lot of it. The point of is like what pain can do to somebody. Mm -hmm. And Alfred having pain for, you know, it's just not like, oh, my employers died and I really liked them and they were nice to me. If it's like I was supposed to keep them from dying, that was my job and I failed. And that that makes way, adds more, more, way more gravitas to it. I think so. But I, he was Andy Circus is great in everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd have trouble thinking of a bad Andy Circus mm-hmm. role. I just wish we had more of them, and that's why if if you're going to tell me we're going to get a sequel, you give me more. Of oh, that. for sure, yeah. You know, and also, and to, and maybe we'll get that backstory. Maybe you're calling it right, and also to you know to jump around a bit. What went on with him later in the movie is you know he gets blown up, and that's Bruce Wayne slash Batman, you actually see for the first time him caring about something. Absolutely. And that's a kind of a, a point in the movie where he starts to turn. This movie really is about Batman mm-hmm. becoming Batman. Yeah, early um, on. And yeah, it's it's supposed to be really early on in his career, like two years in, and he's not fully formed as Batman yet. And also the Bruce Wayne isn't fully formed as Bruce Wayne yet. The ones that we quote unquote know. Mm-hmm. He just he calls himself vengeance because he yeah. thinks he's just the one that needs to take out criminals. <laughs> yeah, like like that's his that's his superhero name, vengeance, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, and he uses that I'm vengeance thing when we first see him beat up that gang, the clown thugs. The yeah, clown in the subway, thugs oh. in the subway. And I mean, I don't know if you noticed part of the so the music in this. Of course, they have Nirvana's song in there, which is fine. I like Nirvana. It was very appropriate for the kind of feel of this movie. But otherwise, the other music in it, I know it's basically really good because I don't notice it. There you go. Which means it's really good. Yes. But I did notice one thing, and I think you hear it for the first time here when he Batman shows up coming out of the shadows. To the slow, steady drip, yep. There's a thing that sounds almost like the Imperial March. Um, Almost like Darth Vader. Well, the Imperial March, some people call it Darth Vader's theme. Yes. Um, But anytime Darth Vader shows up, they believe the Imperial March. And when Batman shows up, a lot of times when he's about to kick butt, Mm -hmm. they play this thing that's very tonally like the Imperial March. Um, I I know this tidbit because I was fascinated with the music like you were. It's real subtle, Mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of the Nirvana song, but even that has clues and ties to it, which you wouldn't think of, but that's even smartly included. But... 
the composer for the Imperial March has often said he how it uh, inspired or referencing to Chopin's Funeral March. Mm-hmm. So too, the, the composer for this movie referenced Chopin's Funeral March for Batman's mm. theme. So that's what, like that similarity is intentional. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very noticeable. Oh, the hand coming out of the shadows. So cool. And that fight, we get to see him, like, he really does kick butt, just like in the yeah. video games like you're talking about. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were saying, that the it looked like the mechanics of the video game. Yep. In a lot of ways. And then also, too, he spares, kind of kind of spares that one kid. And then now people are being like, is that going to be Robin? <laughs> no, it was just a half-initiated kid. He even had the deliberately half-painted yeah. face to show he wasn't a full gang member yet. Right. And so Batman, he only wants the bad, like, the bad guys. Yeah. So I think that was a little bit more along those lines. I know. But also, too, people want Robin so bad, they also want the mayor's son to be Robin. And let's talk about the mayor's son, because that's the... that's So in <laughs> lieu of... One of the things I think is awesome, and I know you're probably with me on this, they didn't do anything about his origin story with his parents dying it's in there but they don't show it to you you it's don't a minor have, point yeah you don't have to see it well it's kind of a major point of the movie but you as far as the details and events of it right yeah. you don't have to see the pearls falling to the <laughs> ground you know what i mean yes which i think is great absolutely because they're kind of saying like we all know what happened right very smart you know mm-hmm. and I guess a lot of times Hollywood or people writing stories or whatever are probably going to be like, nah, we got to tell them. What if they don't know? And and they do a really smart thing of going, come on. Everybody knows what happened to Batman's parents. And they do explain it. But the cool thing is, is that it's still in here. And it's in here through the mayor's son. Because when he's there at the first crime scene where the mayor is dead, he sees the mayor's son. Yes. Like upset in the room mm-hmm. and he like he looks over he looks over at him and man Pattinson's doing great because this it's not it's not as hard as the Mandalorian, but with that cowl and stuff, emoting is a little difficult. Yes. But you know, he gives that kid a look like, Oh man. I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly how you feel. That's why I'm doing this. I feel an, a weird urge to protect you. I'm gonna avenge take your, you under my wing. Yeah, I'm gonna avenge your father. Absolutely. And then everyone's like, he's going to be Robin. It's like, no, Robin's an acrobat. But you just made me realize I did. Sorry, going back to the whole mom and dad like killing scene. We all know that's a thing. And the reason I dismissed it as a minor thing is because that's the end result. We both know that they get killed and that sort of affects Batman. But the cool part about this movie is it like ties into an overall narrative that actually gives reason rather than just being them getting mugged outside of a movie. Right. Like it fits into this riddled playwork of people and players mm-hmm. and actors all sort of tying in together. Yeah. Also, too, this is something a lot of people have been bringing up is the the eye black. Yes. Because apparently, and I didn't even, I didn't pay, I haven't paid any attention. Yeah. Apparently, this is like the first Batman movie of all the Batman movies to show him with the eye black without his mask on. Very much so, yes. And... I had, I never even thought of that before. To the point people are showing this funny clip of the Michael Keaton Batman where he has the eye black on and then the it cuts and it's off. And he comes back and it's off so he can take his cowl off and yep. not have the eye black on. Yep. Which I didn't I didn't notice it when I saw that movie, but uh, but it's there. I've seen it a million times now cuz everyone on the internet's like, "Look." <laughs> and it looks so stupid, too. But it, it, but it makes sense like yeah, no, he should totally, but <laughs> yeah, 
and it adds to his gothiness, which is kind of cool. That's it. But also, yeah, he's wearing eye black. It's a little detail also, like, people poked fun at this, but I greatly enjoyed it when he's, like, first, when we first meet Alfred, he comes out and squints at the sun. You know, it's like, oh, cheesy. But he's nocturnal, not mm-hmm. just, like, bat nocturnal, haha, hilarious. He spends most of his time up at night not existing during the day. Yeah. That's going to mess with your eyes. Yeah. And, like, he even does the eye black when he's on his little vigilante, non-Batman, like, scope-out mm-hmm. mode. So he's used to doing it. He right. understands the purpose of it. Yeah. Like, it could be tactical. Like, well, it's totally tactical. So, I mean, that's... Smart details. I mean, that's why Batman would have to do it anyway, really. To, it's like how the soldiers do it. That's it. Put on... I Technically, he should camouflage his whole face, but... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta leave that Batman chin out, yeah. though. Gotta have that... Batman chin. My own, my, that, uh, one nitpick, just to say it here. Mm-hmm. I love the cowl. Well, sorry. I love the bat suit. I, I love the symbol on it. But something bugged me about the cowl, like the way it pointed up by yeah. his cheekbones. Okay. It was I, a little too smiley, and I know that's oh, real minor. I didn't minor. even notice. Oh, yeah, I, I had noticed it once, and I couldn't unnotice it. Oh. So maybe I just hyper-focused on it. I didn't it, even but. notice. So back to the story. There's a serial killer on the loose who calls himself the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Who has these riddlers, riddles for Batman. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. He figures out the thumb drive thing. They find out what's on the thumb drive. And there's pictures of the mayor with, I guess she's a prostitute. But anyway, a girl who they don't never explicitly say nope. who these girls are. But I guess she's a cocktail waitress at the Iceberg Lounge. Actually, uh, the Iceberg Lounge is under belly. Yes. Which is like, what, 40? 40 below? 43 below? 44 below? 44 below, I think. Something right. like that. But the VIP exclusive the area. Part of the Iceberg Lounge. And and then it's kind of like they put the thumb drive in to Gordon's laptop and like they see all these pictures of the mayor with this other woman who's not his wife. A great noir trope, yes. Right. And then and then it starts emailing them all to the press. That's it. And Gordon's like, oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, so good. Batman decides he's going to go to the Iceberg Lounge to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So he heads over there as Batman. To talk to the owner, the Penguin. The owner, who's this guy named Oswald Cobblepot, yeah. <laughs> the Penguin. That's why it's called the Iceberg Lounge. And 44 below it. See? Yeah. But that's also super comic booky. Like It's very comic booky. But done in such a, like, it also makes sense in this world. Yeah, you know what? This That's the thing I noticed. That this world is kind of upping the Nolan. Nolan wanted to make Batman more grounded. Mm-hmm. And it was. Yep. But they're even up and they're like saying, like, let's make this even more grounded. Absolutely. Which is pretty much the biggest detriment in this movie to me. Okay. Because it's really hard to go fully ground with Batman because he's a guy without superpowers, which is grounded, yes. But he has to have this technology that protects him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the technology, there's a couple things that happen in this. Let's just talk about it now, right? Go for it. Okay, he's getting shot a lot, and he's got bulletproof armor. That's fine. That didn't bother me at all. As yeah. long as you don't get hit in the face, I guess you're good. And I've shot guns at a range before. It's hard to hit, especially if there's this guy coming at you, Yeah. right? So, you know, unless there's a sniper aiming for his face and is trained, you know, it's hard to hit him in the face. Also, this dude's charging at you and, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. chopping you in the throat. Yeah, I, I get that. That's fine. He has all this technology and stuff. But there were a couple times where it was like, no way, you know. <laughs> there's a there's a time we'll get to it. Um, but there's a time he gets he gets blown up, like standing right in front of 
an explosion. Yes. And and that does your his face was not covered up at all. There you go. And he just gets blown backwards and knocked out. Yep. And his chin is fine. <laughs> and that was that one that was not okay to me. Fair enough. Fair they enough. Should, they they and it, all it would have taken was him like turning and whipping his cape around or something, protecting his his right. exposed part somehow. Right. But he didn't. He just took it full on in the face. I think he may have put his arms up as he went yeah. back, but by, I think by that point it's too late. Yeah, I know. But anyway, that was one that that was one that bugged me, and um, that I that I, that might have been that might have been the only thing that really bugged me. This is later, but it falls in the same line. We get to see him try out a, a wingsuit. I know. I liked it how it was an actual wingsuit, though. That was kind of neat. It was super neat, and if we were to assume this is his second year at, in the job, yeah kind of makes sense that he's still going to mess things up yeah or it's like have to try things mm-hmm. once and they make it seem like it's the first time and he ends up falling and both times like being out of the game for at least a minute or two yeah so still comic booky still like why is he jumping off a building but also maybe kind of cool yeah no i i didn't mind that because i've seen those wingsies before yeah and that that made sense and he kind of failed at it and kind of hurt himself yeah failing better, at it which, better than just being your cape that you hold yeah. up and be like i can fly right. like a bird but i mean just that one thing i was like hey man yeah you were doing so good but i think they make up for the realism with how cool the fights in here are how they are like, really good how thuggy how like close combat on the ground speaking of he goes to the iceberg to talk to the penguin right. uh that's one of the coolest fight scenes ever like He's using the bats around him. He's taking people's weapons. Those twins, when he's like, and he's, <laughs> they, there's, this is, they're like, do you want to get blood on your suit? And he goes, yours or mine. <laughs> I mean. Perfect Batman. It's perfect Batman line. And I, love, I love the bit with those twins because they show up like two or three more times. Three out. times, I think. Oh, so funny. Yeah. man. You know, a lot of people have said, I mean, this movie is definitely dark as dark visually and also dark just in the content. Mm-hmm. And dark and just the overall feel of what's happening here. And a lot of people say there's absolutely no humor in this movie at all. It's devoid of humor. Okay. And I disagree. I wouldn't let me hear it. Uh, I mean, the thumb drive thing was supposed to kind of be a joke. It's very, the humor is dark. It's very clever so, for being dark. So that's what I think it is. I think the humor is here, but it's dark humor. Yes. So everything is dark, including the humor. <laughs> and I think a lot of people don't get dark humor and do, or don't like dark humor. I get it. And I think they're looking for Marvel humor or Star Wars humor. More quippy one-liners. Yeah, more quippy one-line stuff. But this has dark humor in it. And I appreciate it because my main complaint about a lot of DC movies is that they're humorless or when they try to do humor, it's womp-womp. It's all <laughs> womp-womp stuff. <Yes. laughs> um, in this movie, they're like, this is a dark movie. We're going to put a little humor in it. But the humor is going to be dark humor. There you go. And it is that thumb drive is dark humor. <laughs> I mean, it's like a guy's thumb on the thing. But there's stuff like that, you know, your blood or mine. That's kind of funny. That's su- like, you know. And then there's a line where Batman is talking to Gordon and he says, no guns, which is a Batman thing. Yep. And Gordon goes, that's your thing, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> which yeah. is like hilarious I, to me. I'm a cop. We get yeah. good. <laughs> and then there's a part where Batman to escape punches Gordon in the face. I was just, that was going to be the point I was making. Right. Yeah, and, that and, scene is great. Yeah, and then later on he's like he's like next time pull your punch and he's like I, I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's super hilarious. It's really there's tons of things in here that are like that that I, I'm like how do you say there's not there's tons of funny things in here. Yeah. Like I said it's kind of dark mm-hmm. uh, humor but you know and just 
I, I even kind of giggled. Um, people think, this, oh, this part's badass. But I kind of giggled when Batman's chasing, this is in the trailer, when Batman's chasing the penguin in the Batmobile, you know, and explodes, and the penguin's like, I got him. And then he comes out and jumps, and he's like, oh. You know, that kind of made me giggle, too, because <laughs> it was really well played by Colin Farrell. Oh. Is, let's talk about that, man. What? I, Did you even know that was him? I couldn't. I, I knew it was him, yeah. and I was looking for him, and he's, I couldn't see him. He's not there. He's doing Robert De Niro a little too much, So, <laughs> but excellently, excellently, I guess I'll say. Like, he's playing New Yorker, you know, yeah. New York mobster. So yeah. he's doing that, which... De Niro, ultimate mobster. It's great, and we're at that part anyway. We're at the part where he comes in the Iceberg Lounge and talks to him. So <laughs> let's talk about his performance here and what went on in the Iceberg Lounge. Oh, I mean, I think I think he was great. He was so gangstery. I liked it. Absolutely, it made sense, and there was no like, yeah, you know, it was just like they call the guy the Penguin because he kind of looks like a penguin. That's it. You know, he's got the ugly face. He's he like his clubs are like you know Arctic themed, right? And th- that's the thing too is that mobsters always have dumb nicknames, <laughs> that's you know? It, yeah, that's ah, Johnny Two Shoes. Yeah, like <laughs> Jimmy Nine Fingers. Yeah. Right, that's ah, Jimmy Penguins. Yeah, yeah. hey, that guy kind of looks like a penguin. We're gonna call you the Penguin. And hey, Cobblepot, he, you're he, the Penguin now. And then he kills your whole family and sells drugs to them. And you're like, okay, I'm sorry, but he's like, nah, I like the nickname. That's what I'm gonna start calling myself. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I do have to point this out because you mentioned the humor. One of my my favorite, I laughed out loud in the movie theater. Yeah, it's not this scene, but it is another penguin scene where Gordon and Batman are talking to him, and they leave, but he's still cuffed up, so he starts <laughs> shuffling after them. But it's deliberately made to look like he shuffles like a penguin, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, I'll give you that one because <laughs> he didn't do the whack whack. You didn't see yeah. him eat fish like you know Danny yeah. DeVito, but they did make him waddle, and I was like, that is hilarious. It, it was funny. That came from the whole thing where the penguin figured out, inadvertently figured out the last riddle for him. That's one of the riddles, yeah. yeah. Don't you know Spanish? That's horrible Spanish. Arata la tada. No, something like that. Really funny. So, yeah, he did a great job as the penguin. And Batman's there talking to the penguin, trying to shake him down for information. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's great how, like, yeah, he's he's this powerful mob boss guy he's like a capo or something that's it he's not the head guy but he's really high up mm-hmm. and he's like so cool he's like hey this is a bat guy here okay you know mm-hmm. you know i know what's going on and even when he like batman like gets mad like starts throwing him around he's just kind of like okay you know it's, it's great i like it yeah he's like he, he's comfortable he knows he has friends he knows his business and this is the first time we get a look at catwoman selena well, kyle selena Zoe kyle. kravitz she's never called catwoman in nope. this but always selena always selena kyle and batman's only called batman once in this mm-hmm. other times he's just vengeance yeah or Bruce. that, that <laughs> vigilante or <laughs> that guy or he's never really called batman yeah but not only are we making connection through all the riddle clues and, and pieces, we're making seeing how all the connected people are connected. You know, Selena's after her her roommate Annika, and she's connected to the Iceberg Lounge, and mm-hmm. the Penguin's obviously a connected mob man. So it's all coming together. It's all coming together now. Zoe Kravitz was awesome. Absolutely. I mean, is that anything new? This I haven't heard a bad thing about Zoe Kravitz in this. Mm-mm. It it was striking to me how after after we went through the thing with Eternals and how that on screen chemistry was terrible. 
Yes. This is the opposite. I'm, I'm I, with you. The on-screen chemistry between Zoe Kravitz and Pattinson, whew, it's like almost like cover your kid's eyes. Don't don't worry. You know, this whole movie is cover your kid. Don't, this is not a kid's <laughs> movie. This is like, this is as close to R as you can get with a PG-13 movie. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I mean, there's nothing going on that's too that's salacious in here. No. But but the electricity between the two of them is like, um, should I leave the room? It's that type of. Do you agree? I don't know. I, I agree, and it it the, that chemistry helps ground like the moments where Batman ends up helping her or protecting her or looking out for her or almost leaving with her, and you need that chemistry to like, oh, he's. He's kind of madly in love with her mm. to buy a lot of those decisions. And so that chemistry helps and it makes it work for sure. Even though he does a creepy stalker thing for a second. But I think that's to parallel him with the Riddler and that pays off. Their mass vigilante is doing the work. Yeah. he's uh, He kind of follows her from there over to her place. Yep. Because that's going to lead to this girl because he finds out this girl is her roommate mm-hmm. who was with the mayor in the pictures. That's the girl. That's he, the black male. So he follows her over there and is like... is looking through their window, watching them. And, of course, she's taking her clothes off. Come on, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to change it in her Catwoman yeah, suit. Yeah, to change it in the Catwoman suit, yeah. Which, uh, I, this was a complaint until I thought about it, and I realized they just were smarter than I am when they were planning this out. Her Catwoman suit is not doesn't match the Batman suit like it does in other properties, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Batman suit, superhero suit. Mm-hmm. Catwoman suit is the cat burglar suit. Yeah. Which makes sense because she's a cat burglar, mm-hmm. but... I also realized, like, Bruce Wayne has the money to make the Batsuit. Selena Kyle is in an apartment with a roommate working at a nightclub. Yep. She's putting together the material she can put together, and it comes out looking like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, the ski mask looked a little silly with well, its, you know, pointy Because they ears. needed to get those ears somehow. And they still show her eyes and her pretty mouth, but it's just like, oh, it makes sense for this actual character living in this actual world. And I was like, oh, smart. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of chalked it up to, like, you know, yeah, she had to use what she had. And maybe she had like a ski mask that came from Japan that had those little earsies on it. There you go. You know? <laughs> but she still got the cool motorbike and a whip, or at least a repelling rope. Yeah. That's she's going back to the mayor doing kind of retracing Batman steps. She's actually going to the mayor's because um she's stealing back the passport for her roommate because yep. she's from Eastern Europe or something. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get the passport so she can leave. Oh, um, that's right. That's her get out. Yeah, that's her bug out plan. So she knows that the mayor was like holding her hostage basically with her passport. They're giving reasons for everybody to have their own story in here, even even a roommate. Yeah. So Batman, of course, is like, oh, this is the criminal going back to the scene of the crime. Uh Yeah. Then they have that love fight that's usual between Batman and Catwoman. It's a fun staple. Yeah. That fight that's a little, you're like, oh, (laughs) this is so. Finally, somebody that can match my dance step for step. <laughs> so then they, they kind of come to an accord and head over back to her place, and it's been tossed, yep. and her roommate's gone. Yep. And then they find out through the news that the commissioner has been killed by the Riddler, and he has a video with the commissioner getting eaten by rats. And Ugh. it's like, oh, my gosh. Um, and there's, Much like Seven again. Right. And this is where we get an, another little hint of humor. You got a lot of cats, <laughs> right? I'm going to name you Catwoman. I'm just not going to say it right now. See, if, you, if you're not paying attention, you'll miss them. But those, they do have those great one-liners yeah. in there. 
But, oh, but no, now this leads to our little spy espionage, espionage heist scene. Like, we're getting detective stuff, we're getting serial killer stuff. Mm-hmm. This is where he sends Selena down to the 44 below, right? Yeah. With his special contact lenses gadgets. Mm-hmm. And she's the she's the femme Nikita going in for information and go, comes across Agent Coulson. I mean, uh, D.A. Coulson. <laughs> I mean, Agent Coulson. D.A. Coulson. Sarsgaard. Oh, if you have a, a Sarsgaard in your movie, I think that's a leg up. Yeah, and this is where Batman finds out that like 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 almost all of the the high ranking members of city government are in this forty four below. Yep, which is like and then the people are doing drop, which is like the new drug on the, the street. New drug on the street, and so the and he's like, what is going on? You know, he's like, uh, you know, I, I kind of love his like Batman's being the man in the chair. Yep. Oh, that, I didn't even realize that. That, yeah. is a, that is a twist. Look at him longer. I'm not going to look back at him. There was a lot. That was part of the chemistry that was adding to the relationship. And I I love that because that, that is like, I'm like, why are you saying there's no humor in here? There was hilarious. To me, it was hilarious. There was, this was straight up kind of like Marvel-y, Star Wars-y stuff in here where, you know, he's like, He's like, I need you to look at him longer so I can get an ID. And she's yep. like, it's going to look weird if I like look bad. And she's like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know? But that is a, such a great reversal. I didn't realize until you said that. And, of course, then this is the first This is the first time we meet Falcone, right, who's the head mob boss? Yes. Is down there in the 44 below. Mm-hmm. And she reckon, you can tell that they have some, Selena and Falcone have some kind of relationship, and she gets kind of wigged. Yeah. And she's like, I can't do this anymore, and like takes the contact lenses off, and Batman's like, what the? And like John Turturro is almost playing a bit part in this movie. Like We've named a whole bunch of big names that are doing like lots of legwork. John Turturro is Falcone, and you just immediately buy him as like, oh, a savvy mob Dude, businessman. he's good in this. That's it. I re- Well, I like John Turturro anyway, mm-hmm. but man, is this guy a great jack-of-all-trades? He's done so many different kinds of things and so many different kinds of roles, but he is he's perfect for this. You could have easily gone for the stereotypical godfather-type heavy old kind of like yeah. when you're getting with the penguin yeah. a little bit it, it, the older version of that yeah. but yeah and the, the penguin kind of has to look like that because he's the penguin mm-hmm. but falcone is like he's just he's like all kinds of put together and yep. and just just menacing in like just the right way yeah you, know, you can just tell the guy has power he owns the place and yeah he knows he knows what moves are happening yeah just throughout the whole movie it's so like that cool calm yeah, no one's got anything on me. I got everything on everybody. That's so, it. Loved it. But yeah, you mentioned the mayor video of him getting killed, which was gruesome, but that leads to the mayor's funeral, which no, leads... That was the commissioner. The commissioner, yes. yes. Uh, the commissioner was on the video getting gruesomely killed, Yeah, like you mentioned earlier, which leads to the commissioner's funeral, which is the next Riddler's Riddle. Yeah. I think, was that the mayor's funeral? That was the mayor's funeral. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. yeah. The video is the commissioner, funeral is the mayor. Yeah, yeah it takes a while son, for the mayor to happen. That's right. So the mayor's son is there. Bruce wants to protect him from the car smashing through the funeral. Right. With DOA written on the back of it. Yeah. Dead well, on arrival and DA. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, clever. Well, yeah, there's a couple of things that happen. There's a couple of important things that happen in the funeral that pay off. He talks to like just a regular guy who's in there, mm-hmm. which pays off later. Yes. I don't know if you know, but he just talks to a regular guy. And if you're not paying attention, that's why, like, this movie, with all the riddles in it and all the stuff, it could use a rewatch. But again, the three-hour runtime, I don't... I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. 
I mean, I want to, but I also don't want to. If you're looking for the, I can see how a, at least one more rewatch would be good to catch all the little yeah. details you missed. But oh, it's three hours. I know, right? Three hours, right? So the 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 car comes through. So this is the this is the first time we get to see Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne, being the at least some approximation of the millionaire playboy, right. billionaire playboy, right? And they it's interesting because he runs into Falcone and they talk and they kind of this is like I don't know if this is would qualify as show not tell because. The, just through the dialogue and stuff, you get the fact that Bruce Wayne is like is really reclusive. He hasn't been going to board meetings. Yep, he's kind of like the basically this trust fund kid who doesn't want to deal with anything. Yep, uh, and and is is kind of like he's not out on the town as the playboy yet. I think that might come later. I think he might find out that that's the kind of way to do things. But they um, hint that he's a member of Wayne Enterprises, yeah. and Wayne Enterprises is the biggest player in Gotham City. Right, and, but he doesn't go to the board meetings, nope. and he doesn't, like, because Alfred gets on him about that, <laughs> and he tells him, you know my dad? He's like, he's he's still he's still petulant. This is, this is early Batman. He just decided he's going to do this. Yep. And it comes out of all this pain from his parents getting killed. That's it. But he's still got this petulant trust fund thing going on. So it's real interesting how they've done this character because it's early days of Batman. Oh, that's it. So, yeah, the the car busts into the funeral and Batman saves the kid. And is he going to be Robin now? No. And Sarsgaard comes out with a bomb wrapped around his neck. Again, more serial killer yeah. seven stuff. And they, he's talking to the Riddler, trying to figure out riddles to s- save him. Answer me these riddles before I blow him up. And the, the Batman helps him with the first two, but the last one is like, give up who the rat is. Yep, give up your informant. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. And then his head blows up, and Batman's standing right in front of it, and it just gets knocked out. That was the problem. That was what I was talking about before I had a problem with. <laughs> but he does get like knocked out. Like He's there for a minute. Like, yeah, with the like bomb, like can't hear anything for so. But he's basically instead of taking him to the hospital, they take him to the police precinct for some reason. I don't know why he wasn't in the hospital because he's a vigilante. Oh, that's true, I guess. But they still have like they take him to hospitals well, and if his, if his put chin, him under guard. If his chin didn't get messed up, okay, I guess the, the, I you know. can imply that his body didn't get messed up. But he wakes up ready to fight everyone, and like Gordon's like, "Hold on, let me go talk to him," and then. Then he tells Gordon, like, he's like, hey, man, there's a bunch of corrupt cops over there. And I see this one particular guy that I know, in fact, is corrupt. And I saw him at the 44 below. And he's yep. like, well, let me get you out of here. Punch me. And that's where we get the punch. And then he escapes and does the bat suit thing, yeah. which we talked about. Such great scenes, though. Like, yeah. not only do we get the bat suit, there's also the cool grappling hook. The one time we get to see it when he goes up the stairwell. Yeah. Perfect use for it. But Batman and Gordon meet later, and they figure penguins are the rats, so they go to get the penguin, um, and they find out that he's going to be at, like, a drug deal, Yep. Uh, basically. While they're getting him, Catwoman's there, too, and she's there to steal money. Yes. And when she's stealing the money, she finds her dead roommate. In the trunk. In the trunk, and her phone is there with a recording of her being killed on there, Yep. which is creepy as heck they play it twice in the movie don't they <laughs> don't they play it twice i think so Ugh. yeah once at the scene and then yeah. they review i could have i could have just dealt with the once like even just the body in the trunk i mean it was ugh, it was disturbing and it's all fake but it's disturbing i mean it's i'm saying it's a movie yep. but it was disturbing to me that the audio of that and i'm with you but talk about good pacing so we go from that disturbing beat 
to now we get to see the Batmobile and have some fun. <sighs> so good. What are your thoughts on the Batmobile? I thought it was great. It was <sighs> like a freaking monster. It, it, it was like, a... I mean, we were talking about Twisted Steel earlier. It's like, <laughs> Or like um, Christine. Was that the... Yeah. Yeah, it was like... The killer car. Yeah, it was straight up that. I mean, that was really cool. Like, a lot of this stuff, it was like a horror movie. Like, Batman was like the alien, and aliens are, you know, or you just... Jason, or you, you know, like it was a it was flipped. I mean, in a lot of those movies, you're actually are rooting for the killer, <laughs> yep. but that's kind of twisted because they're evil. But Batman's good ish. Um, so you know, when when you're like, yeah, scare him, yeah, it's scary, that's it. Oh, that Batmobile is uh, souped up, it's got flames coming out like both sides in the back and the exposed hood, and the fact that like. It plows through trucks and jumps off embankments mm-hmm. and just still takes a licking and keeps on ticking. And then there is that one scene. I thought it was cheesy. I thought they really just did this for the trailer where eventually Batman catches up to the penguin, mm-hmm. flips his car over, and we get another point of view shot, which is on brand. They've established that they do that, but it's upside down. It's upside down. But that's because bats are upside down. So oh, it's like bat. It's I didn't subtle, even think about that. It's subtle bat imagery. And for as intentional as they're making everything else, I I would say that was super intentional. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cinematic. I never thought about that. Yeah, I like that whole sequence. That was like worth the price of admission right there. I got you. I got you. Yeah. He's like, oh. oh. That was great. I loved it. Yeah, see? You're laughing. It's fun. Yeah. Fun and funny. But this is where we get the other scene we talked about. This is where uh, Gordon and Batman talk to the penguin, realize he's not the rat. Yeah. He's like, nah, Larada. No, it should be L. And he goes, URL, URL. <laughs> oh, it's a website. It's a website. Cheesiest riddle in this movie, but yeah. yes. But it's still, it's still, they made it make sense. Yeah, it leads them to an orphanage where it all began. Spray painted on the oh, yes. door. Sins of the father. Sins of the father. There's yeah. a creepy, like, and it's all like newspapers all over the place, yeah. like seven again. There's a projector playing and it's got creepy choir boys yeah. in it. It's and got like his all dad. Yeah. His, Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne, and his the projector playing uh, the Gotham Renewal Program videos or from when, I guess he was running for mayor. Yep. Uh, Thomas Wayne. He had a whole Gotham Renewal Program that he had started, and he was trying to run for mayor on the back of that renewal program. Yep. Which was altruistic. Then Batman realizes, oh, Bruce Wayne's the next target. He's like, Bruce Wayne isn't home. <gasps> Alfred's home. Yep. And that's when we get the first sign of he actually cares about something. They hinted at this, too. Like, they gave this away before it happened, or at least the Riddler did. And that's why I kind of want to go back and rewatch it, because the mayor's card and Coulson's card. Uh One has a woman on a phone saying, like, call me sometime, and the the riddle is answer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second one is an old man in a nice suit, and it says, why don't you tell me your name? Well, wait, we don't have chemistry. And then it shows an explosion. So the man in the nice suit on the card with the explosion is Alfred, and the woman picking up the phone is the lady that picks up the phone that tells uh, Bruce Wayne that he's too late. Oh. To show that Riddler planned out this sequence of events, like even two clues before. Mm. Oh, there's so many just little ties together. Sorry. Well, the Riddler was trying to blow up Bruce Wayne, not Alfred. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, But, but the movie's giving you clues. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Ah, that's cool. But um, he doesn't get Bruce. He doesn't get Bruce Wayne. No, he blows up Alfred. And I'm like, you can't kill Andy Serkis. And they didn't. <laughs> they didn't kill him. 
but but this is the first i mean he goes to the hospital and they say you know do you, we need to contact anyone he's like he's all i got i'm or i'm all he's got or something like that yep and then you're like oh and this is where bruce starts kind of realizing things mm-hmm. it's Throughout the movie, the movie is like a progression of he's just he just is in he literally is vengeance and just in anger and and emo and intense and just trauma and pain trauma pain and then he actually it kind of unravels as this movie and we watch him go from that into kind of the Batman we know mm-hmm. and it's interesting it's still an origin story yeah but without being. The, it's it's a newly told origin story. I really like it. That's it. Told through a sequence or shown through a sequence of events rather than just being like, he's mm-hmm. sad because this happened. So then um, then Batman uh, meets with uh, Selina again. And this is where we get our little Batman Catwoman kiss. Yeah. And she admits to him that she's Falcone's biological daughter. And that's why she was stealing money. That's it. Um, because she wants to get hers. Because mm-hmm. And he... Probably he doesn't even know. Falcon doesn't even know. Nope. So that tells you how many illegitimate kids he probably has running around <laughs> out there. Yeah, all the, the more connections are being made, and then Falcone we know is a big player. And I uh, is it revealed at the or- orphanage is that he's the whole like Gotham renewal project is the slush fund for the mob essentially, and pretty much putting yep. police in their pockets. Yeah, and this is where we find out that Martha Wayne. Now I I never knew this, but apparently I went and looked because I didn't know this. But apparently it's in some versions of the Batman, Martha Wayne was in Arkham, the people who started Arkham Asylum. Yep, um, Martha Arkham, and it's like the marriage of them was the marriage of the two like most wealthy families in Gotham, I guess. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Has that always has that ever been in the movies before? Or has that only been in the comics? I think it, uh, Martha being part of the Arkham family, I think is, this is the first time we see this okay. in the movie. It was real interesting. And not only was she part of the Arkham family, but she was in Arkham for a little while because she has mental issues and was going to come out. A reporter yep. uh, found out while he while Thomas Wayne was running for mayor. Can't have that happen. And was going to. So apparently, and this is in the comics too. From the, from the series Hush. Yeah, apparently Falcone showed up one day at the front door of Wayne Manor mm-hmm. and had been shot, and because Thomas Wayne was a doctor, Hippocratic Oath, render aid. Do no harm. And he uh, he helped him out, and Falcone's like, oh, I owe you one, you know, because he's a mobster. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Wayne's like, no, no, you're, you're fine. I'm just a doctor. But then he was like, oh, there's this guy following my wife, yeah. and I'm not mm. real comfortable with it. Maybe I should go talk to this Falcone guy. And he talks to the Falcone guy, and he's like, okay, I'll scare him off. And he does more than scare him off. He straight kills the guy. And then Thomas Wayne's like, uh, I didn't sign up for that. I'm going to go talk to the cops. And then, well, Bruce Wayne's parents got killed. But see, that's what I was talking about earlier. There's actual like a connection and a context to it. It's like, just not some random, uh, give me your pearls, lady. No. Yeah. Yeah. And like they established that Falcone, because Thomas was going to rat him out for it, Falcone is a mobster and he solved that situation yeah. too and had somebody kill Batman's parents. Yeah. So Bruce, he decides to go talk to Falcone as Bruce this time that's instead it. of as Batman because mm-hmm. he knows he'll probably get in easier. And it's really funny because he sees those twins again and he says the exact same thing. When he was Batman, he says, do you know who I am? 
And then when he's Bruce, he says, do you know who I am? Oh, another parallel. Right. Oh, that's awesome. And of course, they wouldn't let Batman in, but Bruce Wayne, they were like, yeah, you're Bruce Wayne. Go back. There's certain places where they have more influence. Exactly. That's pretty crazy. So it's interesting because, again, this is the progression. This is where he's starting to learn, like, oh, Bruce Wayne can get me places. That's true. That Batman can't. Just and like Batman that. can get me places that Bruce Wayne can't. Oh, what so a great parallel. That's what I'm saying is he's starting to learn. So it's real interesting. So, And he goes and talks to Falcone, and Falcone's pretty much like, yeah, that's what happened, except it. Well, I didn't kill your parents. It was the dead other mob boss. Yeah, the Maronis that yeah. I had taken out with a drug bus so yeah. I could get more power. Yeah, it was those guys. It was those guys that did it. Don't worry about it, kid. Sorry <laughs> you had to hear that. Forget about it. Nobody's an angel in this town. That's basically what his message was. Yes. Everybody's playing the game. Yeah. Everybody gets a little slice and does their part. Which was unsatisfying. But then here's another. Then we lead to a scene that also made me go, what's happening right now? What was with his crazy spray paint on the floor scene where he like pushes the table out of the way and then he starts like spray painting on the floor of, you know, Wayne Tower. I guess it was Wayne Tower instead of Wayne Manor. Yeah. And spray painting on the floor like he's doing the making lines on the (laughs) red string on the red string map of craziness. Yeah, map of craziness. But he does it on the floor with spray paint. I just sit there going like, why are you doing that to your really nice floor? And then you're going to have to have that fixed. And what are you going to do to like the workmen that you have to have clean that up? Like, don't pay attention. Don't pay any attention to that. What are you doing? Why can't he has all that tech down in the back cave? You don't got a whiteboard with like magnets and stuff. It, I guess it's hinting to the the mental illness side of Batman's. Like, yeah. it, it, it's I this is now m- like troubling him, and he's gonna figure it out right now. And I have to move furniture with my shirt off because <sighs> we had to see Catwoman get ready. So you know, a little bit for everybody. <laughs> Which there's also mean he's not super jacked. Like he's muscular, yeah, yeah. but he's not like he's not like a Christian Bale. Like I gained ninety pounds of yeah. solid steel muscle for this. But I really think it's just now he's like fully enraged and engulfed okay. in this mystery and has to do the red string like it's all making sense. Well, I understand the red string, but I don't understand spray painting. Your, did that that didn't bump you at all? You're fine with him spray painting on his floor like a crazy person. You're talking about a billionaire. He can buy a new floor okay. instead of paying somebody to clean it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, but also, too, I mean, is is this like hinting at like, hey, his mom had mental illness and that can be inherited? It's in his family. You know, ooh. see, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That was kind of I was like, what is he doing? Uh, that still weird to me. So later on, the the bat signals going off. So Batman goes to investigate and it isn't even Gordon. Gordon's there, too. Yep. And he's like, you didn't turn it on. And they find Selena Catwoman up there with Kinsey, I guess, is the he's a dirt one of the dirty cops who kept showing up. Yep. And she's like ready to throw him off the building. Because I guess he was involved in the death of a roommate. Yes, and you know Batman's like, "Hey, man, this isn't this isn't how we play it. No guns, no killing. <laughs> you can beat the crap out of them, but you know we don't do this kind of stuff." Catwoman has her own set no, of she's rules. She's ready to go Suge Knight on him. But this is when we find out that Falcone's her father, and now she knows that he was behind the whole like killing a roommate, being the rat, like took over the took over the renewal program. That's it. You know, this is where like a lot of the stuff comes out. Kinsey like gives it all up because he's afraid he's going to die. Yeah, and he almost does die because he throws him off the roof, but Batman saves him. So while Batman like just Batman just went on a warpath about Riddler, now we got Selena Kyle going on a warpath against Mm -hmm. Falcone, her father. Yeah, she goes to kill her dad. Which is where we get that awesome hallway yep. scene lit by only gunfire. Yeah. And 
Batman basically is like, don't kill him. You don't want to become that. Yes. Let's just go ahead and arrest him. So that's what they do. And as soon as he gets him outside, he says something to the penguin. Yep. You know, they have a little like, hey, you know, <laughs> you got yourself nipped there. I don't remember what it is, but he says something to anger the penguin. The penguin goes for his gun and there's a gunshot rings out, but it wasn't the penguin shooting. It was the Riddler from his apartment, which was right across from the club the whole time. And the hotel is the only green sign on that street. They hinted at it at like the second scene in this movie, but yeah, he's in the hotel across the oh, street. Oh, it's a hotel. And it's the, it's the only like green sign in that whole shot to give you like, oh, green Riddler, blah. Uh. <laughs> but it answers the riddle, uh, the Riddler was requesting, bring the rat out into the light. Into the light, yep. And he gets shot under a street light, which means he planned it out to like the location of where he's going to mm-hmm. snipe him down. Mm-hmm. Smartness. I mean, and that leads to the fact that they run up there, and the and the Riddler isn't there anymore. But people saw him like someone ID'd where he went to, and he went to that. We basically get what looks like that painting, the Nighthawks, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that the diner. old diner painting. And and I mean, they just he just gives up basically. He doesn't even put up a fight. Surrenders just like He's, Zodiac Killer. Surrenders just like John Doe from Seven. Yeah. He just surrenders and they get him because his plan isn't over yet. Nope. But a lot of people, a lot of people are like, that should have been the end of the movie, <laughs> and it could have been the end of the movie. It could have, but it wasn't because there was still more stuff to happen. But this is where we find out that this guy was basically like deep web blogger, yes, or, you know, uh, or vlogger really because he's putting videos out and he and he um, accrued this whole following, yeah, like Riddler devotees. And who wanted to look like him and follow him and do bad things for him. So this, this is the coolest way ever to make henchmen. Absolutely. I mean, usually henchmen is like, like, why are those guys doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, you're never, because you'd have to be like super rich to have henchmen. Yeah, either have them on your payroll or yeah. have them follow your cause. Right. And he had a cause. And, and, and I mean, it was so relevant to what's going on today. It yes. was so an, modern. An influencer in the worst sense of the word. Yes. I mean, I thought that was really cool. Did you think that was cool? Oh, super cool. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, he's going after, this is where he exposes the whole, like, the, you know, the corrupt is actually in the upper levels. Like, yeah. The city doesn't love you. I was an orphan. Yeah. They're not here to protect you. It's bad cops. It's bad money in the mm-hmm. city. It's yeah. our elected officials. Yeah. Join me in my plan, mm-hmm. which we still don't know yet. And Batman goes to talk to him. And man... This is Paul Dano just chewing the scenery up and spitting it out all over the place. I thought he, I thought he peaked when he did uh, "There Will Be Blood." Yeah, but man, yeah, he's just has awesome vo- vocal inflections. He's pacing the room yeah. and giving creepy stares and like whispering stuff. Nuts, super Nuts. crazy. It was, it was. Did you like it though? I thought it was great. Oh, it's the unhinged. It's the serial killer. It's yeah. the Zodiac killer. And then he reveals to Batman, you've been helping me this whole time. We've been working together. Working. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you brought him onto the light, just like I said. Yeah. We're, we've been working together. And he's like, what do we have been working together? And then they, did you catch the Bruce Wayne fake out? Um, I did. A lot of people didn't. A I, lot of people thought literally he knew that Batman was Bruce Wayne, but the, the movie was trying to fake you out. I, and I, like you were saying, you mentioned that earlier, they, they sort of set, the movie does a, thing where it sets it up one way and mm-hmm. it's like psych it's the other way yeah and this is a i think the most subtle incident of it yeah but yeah but a lot of people missed it because i saw it listed on someone's plot hole list yeah as like it was like what and the thing was he was he was literally sitting there like saying bruce wayne's name because he was like bruce wayne 
Bruce Wayne. And he's like, oh, he's the orphan that's okay to be an orphan. He goes, I was an orphan. Yep. And this is where all the parallels come. This is this is what they were alluding to before. Batman looking across the street into a building. Him looking across the street into a building. Yes. You know, parallels, parallels. There's all kinds of parallels. I was an orphan. I grew up in, in with all this trauma. But because I'm poor, mm-hmm. you know, no one cares about me. But Bruce Wayne, oh, boo-hoo, poor little orphan boy. Yeah. It's okay to be an orphan if you're rich. You know, it's like, whoa, man. They're, they're even there's a shot that I caught in one of Riddler's journals, like just his scribblings to himself. But there's a whole page, like half page filled with I know who I must become written like repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Like I know who I must become. That's Batman. Yeah, like, Batman knows he be, must become vengeance. Riddler sees this guy. He's like, oh, mass vigilante. Yeah. I can do that. Yep. And then that leads to them thinking that they're working together. Yep. Like he idolizes them. Yep. He's like, Don't, aren't you happy and proud of what I did? Yeah. Bruce? Bruce, we didn't get him. And that was the little, yeah. it was one line because he stares right at him and calls him Bruce. But he's just yeah, because he, he about stares right at me. He goes Bruce Wayne, and then he, and then 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 Batman looks up at the the camera like, oh crap, did <laughs> I just get made? Do I have to like destroy this camera? And yep, because there's a visible like he he does more mask acting. There's a visible like, oh no, and then there's visible relief when he realizes yep that he doesn't know that he's just monologuing. That's it. And he's like, there's a visible like you can see his just he goes Ugh. there's like a visible sigh of shoulders and you can tell he's like whoa but then he gets really mad like he's like my plan's not over yet and he's like what did you that that's in the trailer i think what did you do yeah yeah but he's not punching it he's forearming it he's like i'm gonna like tell me or this glasses will no longer be between us and then we get ave maria more great musical cues yeah and he um, set bombs all around the seawall which i guess is uh, apparently that's from the comics in some of the comics gotham has a seawall i think so and apparently in one of the comics riddler did flood gotham i believe it so. uh, there's two smart things that they allude here to one is that the riddler knew that the flooding would cause people to go to the arena mm-hmm. where the event is being held which is the rest of his plan yeah and I think this is intentional, but the f- city stays flooded at the end of the movie. And spoiler alert for the last last shot, but we see the penguin looking out a window over a flooded city, which is a perfect environment for a penguin. And there's <laughs> yeah. a power vacuum. Yeah. So a lot of illusionary stuff going on in there. But for sure, yeah. The everyone is heads over to high ground, which just happens to be where Gotham Square Garden is, yep. and that also happens to be where the new mayor is having her like victory party. That's it, I guess. And of course, the through the whole through line, there was a mayoral campaign, but the current mayor got killed at the very beginning. So it just by default, that makes sense. You know, the maybe someone ran against her, but you know, this, the new mayor was elected, and part of the plan was to kill the other mayor because mm-hmm. must be corrupt too, even though it doesn't seem like she was. I think it didn't because she wanted to stop the renewal program. That's why that was what she was campaigning on. But I think at this point, it, the Riddlers like all the higher ups yeah. need, need to go. Yeah. So and so we got the, up in the catwalks. They're they're up there. All these guys dressed like the Riddler. His his followers. His followers from the internet. And you know it's 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 real interesting because there's the, that part where Batman sees um, the video, f- f- like his final video, That's right. um, to his followers. And if you're paying attention, you can see like all the in the chat room stuff. They're like, you can get the masks at Gotham 
military surplus mm-hmm. and they're like and they're like like I got a shotgun is that good you know and, and later on the shotgun is kind of what puts Batman on his butt but yeah they managed to shoot the mayor and but Gordon's there to pull her out of the way so he, he's being a hero over there yep and then I guess I don't I don't know if it was just the mayor though they were going to do other chaos but they weren't able to do it because here comes Batman save the day save blows up the ceiling and comes f- down that's where we get our kind of winged uh, cape yeah. shot but a, a relatively subtle drop to the ju- yeah. the top of the jumbotron yeah. which, jumbotron fight which is coming separated did you like the jumbotron fight i i enjoyed it it's very it's sequenced well the the shots are great like it's a, an amazing third act set piece because we're talking like it's a flood a floods are epic you know mm-hmm. so good for a third act as far far as danger level creep goes but it I, this is three hours into it. I'm kind of I was kind of my butt was getting a little yep. sleepy. Yeah, you know, and and but like they made it cool. Like Batman takes a shot of adrenaline. Yep. and starts wailing yeah. on dude. Where is that venom? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's the question on the internet. Where? If, if that's adrenaline or venom? Ven- oh, venom's Bane, the stuff that Bane uses. Bane stuff. Yeah, I didn't even. Th- it's the same color. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. It's, I just figured it was an adrenaline it's shot. Green. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting, so many right? Easter eggs. But no, like beautifully shot. Like the jumbotron co- comes separated, and he realizes because it's flooding, and now the jumbotron is this electric on fire ball. Yeah, he's got to do something to save it, which is awesome because he uses the emblem on his chest as a knife. Mm, yeah, cuts the electrical wire, takes the shock himself, which they set up. He's already shockproof uh-huh. from the thug fight on Halloween. Yeah, and then saves the day. We get the really cool shot of him helping the survivors, like the, the flare red, leading. The, oh. Yeah, he goes, and this is where he goes from being. The shadows to the light. Into the light. Yes. And this is where he decides that he's going to get more mileage out of being a hero, an emblem, than just total fear. And he gets that because that one guy who, after the adrenaline, beats him up and he pulls his mask off, and it's the guy from the funeral. The funeral. That's right. And he says, who are you? And he goes, I am vengeance. He uses, throws his own line back at him. He's like, oh, crap. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, man. I kind of created the Riddler. But like you the thing you just said is another parallel. Like he comes from the shadows and walks out into the flare light. It's like he comes from being Batman and realizes the importance of being Bruce Wayne, you know, mm-hmm. fighting in the light. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just yeah. so thematic. And then we see him. Have we ever seen Batman just like helping like the National Guard? Because that's what he was doing. I mean, I know we've seen it probably in like cartoons and comic books and stuff. But I don't can't I can't think of a movie where he's like sitting there just helping the National Guard evacuate people. Uh, maybe in the third Nolan a little bit. Yeah, because he starts being friends with that cop, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, but even then, like it's a little bit suspension of disbelief. But I mean, he's doing good. Yeah, it's the cops that are bad, and we don't know if those are the corrupt cops that want to take Batman out yeah. and lock him up, or yeah. if the good cops are okay with him like Gordon is. Yeah, it's a gray area. Yeah. But, you know, so he's helping the National Guard and he's become a hero symbol. Yep. And then pretty much the end of it, like you said, we see where Cobblepot is. And then we have the final kind of with Selena and him. She's like, leave with me. Yep. He's, she's like, you're never going to fix this town. And he's kind of like, I think I can. But that's it's more growth. Like it took Alfred being injured to realize he needs to care more about people. Mm-hmm. It took innocent people in the city being injured and not just like criminals going skulking in the night to realize, oh, he needs to care more about the city. Mm-hmm. So they're setting like they're explaining all of this so like smartly 
by laying out all the pieces and then getting mm-hmm. to this end result. All right, let's talk about the Barry Keown cameo. The one last one. They the, arrest Paul Dano. He's in, he's in lockup. And he's real sad. He's real sad, but someone's there to cheer him up. Someone who says, you just get treated like a clown. <laughs> and a goofy laugh. Yep. And all I'm all I'm seeing on the internet is a, a lot of what I'm feeling too. More Joker? Do we really need more Joker right now? Yes, that's a. I would admit that's my gut reaction as well. And the Joker, it's hard to make a clown. It's hard to put a person in clown makeup in a serious setting. Yeah. I get that. But if you're doing Riddler as a serial killer this well, mm-hmm. I think you can do a mutilated, like insane person. Mm-hmm. And because Joker has a lot of the same things, like. Paul Dano thought he was working with Batman. Yeah. Joker always has the theme of, like, we're two pieces. We're yin and yang. Like, yeah. If I'm gone, you don't exist. If you're gone, I don't exist. So did you realize that there's, out of this big, long movie, there's more that was cut out, and what was cut out was stuff with the Joker? <laughs> no. There was apparently, from if this is true, yes. from what I've heard on the interwebs, okay. is that Matt Reeves cut out a whole bit where he wanted to do a Silence of the Lambs thing where ah. Riddler's Buffalo Bill and the Joker is Clary's is, is um, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, when Batman would be Clary's. I got you. <laughs> That's where I would. Yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently that 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 was in there. Oh, so he's in he's in Arkham now. If that's what they're gonna do, mm-hmm. like if they do that in the next one, like they literally do, like. And, Silence of the Lambs. You know, they first they did like a detective slash serial killer movie, and then the next one they're going to do Silence of the Lambs, where the Joker's in it, but he's in Arkham the whole time. He's the Hannibal role, like yeah, you're saying. Exactly. I would. Oh, that I, would be cool, right? That would be awesome. And what would be even more awesome would be so much more Jokery if everything that's going on is the Joker's doing anyway even though he's in Arkham the whole time. And playing jokes on Batman, yeah. like by feeding him false mm-hmm. information from behind mm-hmm. the glass or mm-hmm. leading him to wrong conclusions, mm-hmm. kind of like Hannibal Lecter did. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Right. And wasn't Harley Quinn like someone who worked at Arkham? She was got, a nurse, yeah. That got, see? Mm-hmm. So you could have that happen in there too. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Oh, but Barry Keown, yeah, as the Joker. We saw him in Eternals. I mentioned him. He was one of the guys I love from that movie. Yeah, he was in, he was in that movie about this killing of a sacred deer with Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah, Did you ever yeah. see that movie? I did. He is creepy in that movie. And he can play, he would probably play a good Joker. He's got a, a cool enough, like, if they're going to make Colin Farrell disappear in makeup, yeah. like, they didn't make him look like a penguin, but I didn't see Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. So if they make Barry turn into the Joker, but do it in a way that is subtle like that, woo. It'd be really cool if the Silence of the Lambs thing, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think you're calling it right now. If they don't do that, then we get to come come on and do a podcast about how they did it wrong. <laughs> but Matt Reeves also said, check this out. He also said, I would like to see if Mr. Freeze could be done not campy. That'd be fun, too. So that'd be interesting. You can make it the environmental terrorists or something. Something, uh, yeah, I don't know. Instead what, of taking on political corruption, you take on you know environmental causes. What don't you do? And then the... They did you stay all the way into the end to see that stupid end credits thing they did? Uh, no, but I did read about it because it was I, I wasn't so, going to stay through the credits. It was so dumb. It was goodbye. It was so dumb. Goodbye, and the, the it was with the it was dumb. But they flashed the website. Did you hear what they did with the website? Dumb. No. So they said goodbye with a question mark. Yeah. Which is either Riddler or you know Joker, but 
they flashed the website that rada data thing that was actually in the yeah. movie. They made the real website for it and did like a reveal a couple of days after the premiere mm-hmm. that had like a countdown clock. And then once the countdown clock went away, it showed Riddler's cipher of all of his letters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was hours or days, but there was d- time duration, and it started filling in which letter was which, and it filled in all of them but J for Mr. J. Oh. So they kind of hint more at the Joker with that website. Oh, yeah, but well. that's that's the AR school, AR PR school from like late 90s, early 2000s. So kind of funny to see it again. Okay, cool. Now, okay, well, now we come to our pizza rating. So, so the pizza rating for you guys, <laughs> the pizza rating for you who do not know, um, we like to, we like pizza. We do. So we like to rate things based on a pizza pie. So a, a regularly sliced pizza pie has eight slices mm-hmm. in it. So eight is the best, the full pizza. And then uh, one would be the worst or zero. I don't think we've ever Could send that pizza back. Send that pizza back. We can add to- add or subtract toppings depending to add pluses or minuses. It is a very, very loose system. <laughs> it is very ambiguous. <laughs> um, if, if I think I think Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes would have a really hard time figuring us out. Yep. And we like it that way. There you go. Uh, so, uh, Mikey, out of eight slices of pizza, what do you give the Batman? Okay, so I'll bring up quickly a couple of nitpicks I mentioned earlier, but. This movie is way too long. Yeah. I, I don't mind a Lord of the Rings epic fantasy. I For some things, I can see a three-hour movie. I don't know how they would do this one differently, but this one did not need to be three hours. Mm-hmm. The cow bugged me. I love the suit. I love the armor. I love Battenson. I thought he did a great job, but the, the shaping of it and the way it sat on his head, I couldn't not look at it. Mm. So... But the fight choreography, the cinematography, the makeup effects, the clues, the subtle details, like the themes, it gets seven seven slices supreme, and then I'm picking one of those topic o- toppings off by hand because of the cowl. So <laughs> loses a slice for length. I pick off one topping because of the cowl, and it's a seven-slice, six-topping pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So I had earlier kind of jokingly said that um, Eternals was the best DC movie I've ever seen. Oh, yes. It's not anymore. <laughs> this is the best DC movie I've ever seen. There you go. I really enjoyed it a lot. I, I don't have very many nitpicks for it other than him getting blown up and being fine and the spray painting on your floor. Why are you doing that? <laughs> but, and the length. This You're right. This movie could have used edit. This like we saw the director's cut first go. You said he cut a scene out. Yeah, I know. Like, there's more. Exactly. I I don't know. Like, you could have cut out the whole, like, the whole commissioner thing, that whole thing somehow, and made it some... uh, You could have tightened it up, I think. I don't know how, because I'm not an editor, but I think you could have tightened it up a little bit. So, yeah, way too long. That's going to lose a slice for me for sure. But I think I'm kind of with you. I'll, I'll give it seven. I don't know if it's supreme because some of the other like the, that spray painting thing was, it really bugged me, and the blowing up thing really bugged me too. So we'll do uh, we'll do seven slices, uh, two toppings with like a meat and a veggie. I like it. Like you know, sausage, green peppers, there you go. Um, beef, onion, something like that. No silly. mushrooms, pep. There you go. I was gonna say maybe one silly topping because of the humor that we did both appreciate so, in this movie. Yeah, that'll be like you know some of the garlic sauce or something. Oh, yeah. on the side. Dip it in some ranch. Yeah, <laughs> dip it in some ranch. Yeah, but overall, yes, this was a very good movie. I just wish 
they had tightened it up or make it into two movies or make it in a TV show or something. Um, if, if they bring it back, will you continue to see or go see how the story continues? I really, I, I, yes, I will. I, I really, and I hope that our predictions are right. I hope that this really was kind of an origin story in the way that it. this is Bruce Wayne figuring out how to be Batman. Yeah. Or Bruce Wayne figuring out how to be Bruce Wayne and Batman figuring out how to be Batman is awesome. really the way to say that. And I hope that's true. I hope that's what they do. I hope that people thinking, oh, why didn't we see the millionaire playboy? Um, because he didn't realize that was something that was important until he, he went through that Falcone thing and realized it can get him in places. And he's, he's learning both roles. Yeah. Know? So it'll be really neat to see if it does get a sequel, if it is like a progression where he's a little more heroic, a little more Bruce Wayne playboy, um, a little more involved in Wayne Enterprises. I mean, all these things that it seemed like they were saying they're setting up. Yep. I'd like to see it pay off for sure. So, what about you? Oh, I'm I'm there. We I'll, I'll buy the tickets and you can buy the popcorn and we'll see it when the Batman Two, the Batmaning comes out. <laughs> the Batmaning. All right. So, positive reviews from us here at the Assuming Positions Podcast. What did you guys think of the Batman? Was Pattinson your favorite chin? Uh, do you want Batflack back? <laughs> he is coming back, I think, actually. Yep. Because these are different Batman now. Or where you just say, man, they should have just stopped at Keaton or Clooney or Kilmer. Jeez, there's been so many guys who play Batman. Bale is the best. <laughs> but we want you to let us know. You can hit us up on all our social medias at Assuming Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, mostly Instagram because that's fun. You can also Gmail us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Dot com. Every week I ask Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? In the form of a riddle, yes, but please easy. don't harm anybody or blow anything up. Yes. Just send me the riddle, and I'll do my best to solve it. Yes. <laughs> that, was the best, that was the best answer. I was like, if he didn't say a riddle. Um, uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you like this, like, subscribe, tell your friends. If you don't like it, like, subscribe. Don't tell your friends. Uh, <laughs> we really appreciate all the support from you guys. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, Not Scott Production for our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. We hope you have a dark and rainy baddie week. <laughs> That's not, I don't want you to have a dark, I want you to have a good week. Everyone have a great week. Have a Bruce Wayne week. Don't have a Batman week. Yeah, but not emo Bruce Wayne, like <laughs> Playboy Bruce Wayne. Vengeance!